Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast, the snack-centric podcast where we also occasionally talk about treats. My name is Pete. My name is Bob. How you doing today, Pete? I'm pretty good, man. It's a good day. Nice October day, you know, getting into the spooky season. I like it. Getting into the spooky season. I'm I'm <clears throat> we are getting the extended kind of uh, we're getting sunny days, you know, the temperatures have dropped, but when that sun's on you, you feel the warmth still, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's nice. So it can that, still be nice. It's a little chilly here and there. Yeah, this is perfect driving with the windows down and the top up, you know what I mean? Like you just get that breeze coming in at you at all angles. Are you a big fan of the fall? Um, Man, this a is a lot of great, people's favorite season. No, yeah, 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 yeah. We call them turds. Um, <laughs> no, it is a lot of people's favorite season. I could make an argument that the fall is in the Northeast. Almost objectively, the fall is about as good as it gets. Yeah, except for this little thing called summertime, and we live by the beach. So True. you know, here's the thing, <clears throat> Pete. How much do I like the Smiths? Uh, a bit, right? Yeah. A lot. How many times? How many times have I talked to you about the Smiths? I don't know. Not many. I don't. I have no idea how you feel about the Smiths, but I don't think you hate the Smiths. I think I you like them. I, I I love them. Oh, okay. Like like high level top tier band with those Great. like end of a year streaming like uh, whatever. They're always right near the top for me. Okay. A lot of different reasons for that, by the way, people like easy good family friendly <laughs> family friendly <laughs> maybe not always <laughs> but uh, you can put it on while you're cooking you can put it on while you're having dinner etc cetera, etc cetera. it's nice um but i love them but the smiths are like fall to me sure the more someone broadcasts they like the smiths the less i want to hear about it no, i feel I'm, you. I'm not about the pumpkin spice energy like Oh, it's pumpkin spice season. I'm like, yeah. yo, blow your brains out. I don't want to hear it. However, I just had some pumpkin pie today for lunch. It's great. <sighs> it's really good. It was pumpkin really pie good. Is great. Shout out to Muller's Bakery in Bayhead, New Jersey. Um, nice. Fantastic. I'm a big uh, fan of the pumpkin pies from uh, Delicious Orchards in Cold Snack. Oh, delicious. Uh, you're putting it on my list for this week, Pete. Classics. We need to do a Delicious Orchards meetup. Oh, let's do it. Um, so it's it's one of those things. Like many things in life, if I can opine here, if you love something, let other people know. But if you love something <laughs> that people turd on about, you don't have to pile on the turd. You no. know what I mean? Like, like oh, I love the Smiths. Uh, I love them. Yeah, they're great. You're not, you know, like News at 11. The Smiths were a great band. <laughs> I'm, glad, like, I'm glad you feel that way about the Smiths. I didn't know, but I also you know, total- this, I feel so good that you don't know how much I love them because I just don't need to, you know, I don't need to broadcast it uh, at all times. It's just not. It's not, not a thing worth broadcasting. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's like wearing a Beatles T-shirt. It's like, <laughs> yeah, the, the the Beatles were like Beatles they were rock. great. You yes. know. We don't. You don't even need to say that they're your favorite band because it's kind of like this weird cop out answer, even though it's an easy case to make. Right. Like I'm never going to be mad at someone saying the Beatles, but I'm. I am going to say like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sort of the uh, man. Like it's like saying, 
oh do you like ice cream yeah what's your favorite flavor i don't have a favorite flavor i just like all ice cream man ice cream's <laughs> my favorite ice cream it's like all right i guess like what am i gonna do Where, how, how do we even have a conversation from here you know like yes ice cream rocks um yeah 100 percent. i was yeah. actually with the with the the pumpkin stuff yes i was thinking about that this year it's funny you bring it up because i noticed that the pumpkin energy was present from like late august which oh, i feel like oh, is the yes. earliest i've ever seen it it's like it's like the dudes in my neighborhood which i'm I'm pro these dudes, but they put all of the Halloween shit out like right away, like right away, like, like early September, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's just something I'm, I don't think I've ever been that excited for a season or like a thing even, I don't know, but you know, like people are ahead of the curve nowadays. Yeah. Like my feelings on it. One, as I've gotten older, um, the, I have a couple neighbors who go all in for every holiday, which means there's St. Patrick's Day lights. Oh, yeah. Like decorating the house. got a few of those. Like, yeah. Uh, Halloween lights. Hey, I'm of go for it. It makes me happy. It's kind of one of this like, you know what? There's times in my life where I could have been a weird, bitter weirdo about it. I'm like, oh, that's too much. Yo, I'm letting people live. I'm letting people celebrate. I'm letting people joy about. If that brings them joy, I'm so into it. But here's what I'm going to say about the pumpkin spicerman. You don't need an orange t-shirt that says, I love fall. <laughs> Just add some earth tones to your palette for the season. That It'll get the message across. You know, Sweaters. Like we, we get yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Autumn sweater. Here we there go. There you go. Yola um, tango style. Yola tango style. Pete, um, before we get into the meat of the episode, today's conversation I'm excited about. Uh, we're going to get back into seasonality for a minute as well. Uh, what did you have for dinner tonight? I had um, a can of soup and like a little tiny salad because there was only so many greens left. Mm-hmm. It was not like my proudest moment. So it's not, that's not leftover salad. That's remnant salad. Yeah. It's like, just like whatever's there. I just gotta, you gotta eat it down. I, I understand that. I've, I've done a remnant salad within the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> tonight I was parenting very hard. It is, tis the season of parenting um, where my son is in currently, uh, three different after school sports or sports adjacent activities. Nice. Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, <clears throat> after soccer practice tonight, um, he had his, you know, uh, one practice thing right after school till four. Then we were playing outside for a while. Then uh, soccer practice was from f- six to seven, at which I was like, hey, the game in two days, uh, we're going to have to cut out about you know, five minutes early because his basketball practice is right after that. So it's, uh, it's a juggling act. So I just had a quick, um, this isn't a sneaky snack because everyone was there, but just a a quick, uh, slice of sausage pizza on the way home. That was good. Nice. And, uh, you know, I don't, it's not even fully digested. I might be picking my teeth through the episode. Not really, but, um, was it from like one of your local spots or from was one it of my local random spots. spot? It's no okay. local, local good spot. <clears throat> it was, uh, Easton's call. He, he loves their chicken bacon ranch pizza. So nice. He got that. I got a slice of the sausage. Everybody was happy. We ate on the way home. Keep that efficient energy. <laughs> and here we are. Beautiful. Record. 
<clears throat> Pete, what are we talking about today on the music side of things? So we're going to talk about a record by a band called The Beths, and the album is called Expert in a Dying Field. Mm. A newer record, which we haven't done in a while. Right, and I believe this might have been my suggestion. It was. So uh, this is one of those fun things. Um, we like to stay current because music is fun. If it's good, especially, it's really fun. Uh, to, to throw in some new records here and there. Um, this is not too much of a like warning tag but it's a it's a hey we typically are digging through the record bins and pulling out either classics unheard records well-tread records but records that have had their time in life in so much to say you know today's record has been out for approximately i don't know three weeks a month yeah something something like like that. that Recent, uh, really recent. So, um, please note that we are giving it all that. I was, you know, we we're going to give it the ratings at the end. Go out and check this record out. Uh, listen to what we have to say, but more importantly, check check out the Baths Expert in a Dying Field. Fun record overall. We're going to go into it, but just wanted to give that kind of upfront because as I was grading, I don't know if you felt the same, Pete. It's hard. Yeah, it's I, when tough. I'm, when I'm, you know, going through and and talking about like the eighth Billy Joel record. I don't mind if I'm like, <laughs> don't like this part. Don't like that. But with a newer record, I try to be gentle, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm, this isn't gonna like, <clears throat> it would take a lot of work for this to rate above some of these more like near classic or certified classic records that we do. We typically deal in. Does that yep. make sense? Yep. Absolutely. I co-sign. All right, so uh, the Beths. The reason I chose this, this is kind of low-key. I was aware of the Beths from their prior record, uh, New Zealand indie rock kind of band. Uh, I remember their last record and was pretty into it, thought it was a fun record. I'm trying to remember the name of it offhand, but I'm missing it. But um, but so when this record came out, I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. Let me check this out. And saw it just everywhere all over my socials do you get that phenomenon sometimes absolutely i did not get it with this one but yeah this um, one hit me this one was all over mine which was interesting because i was the the time i enjoy that the most the last record was also called uh jump rope gazers but the record i know the most is their first which is future me hates me okay (laughs) uh, that's pretty good yeah good good titles um it was from different angles too, if you will. So it wasn't like, oh, these are my my homies who listen to indie pop or like light stuff. There was a couple. It's like, oh, you're you're usually the the metalhead in the box, but you're rocking with this. Okay, all right, cool. I see you. I so, like when that happens. So I want to shout out all the people who put on for this record because it's the reason we're talking about it. Um, what do I know about this band? New Zealand indie pop. Um, that's about it. <laughs> They've been around for about six to eight years, I think, something like that. Yeah, 2014, I think they started, I'm saying. Okay, okay. And yeah, I am excited to talk about all the other details pretty much just from how we listened to this record. Cool. Uh, so this is their third full length, which is cool. And yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. So Pete, yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought this record to the table because I had not heard anything about it. Although when I looked at the album cover, I, I did recognize it. So I've seen it, I guess, around, oh, but I yes. didn't really put it together. I didn't read the band name or think about the band name, but like the artwork of it caught me. Yeah. Um, and overall, I really liked it. So I'm glad you brought it to the, uh, the podcast. I mean, we'll talk more about it, but I hate to, I hate to do this because mm. it's just so obvious and on the nose, but, um, overall it feels like it, it does have that New Zealand vibe of like flying nun records, the mm. chills, the clean, the Verlaines, all of those bands from that kind of era, but it feels upgraded and more energized, but I definitely hear that kind of sound there. So that's it, awesome. It, I have no uh, familiarity with any of that stuff. So I'm excited that's that cool. you're bringing that in. Um, we should do some me, of those for the podcast actually. Hell yeah. I'd love to, um, to me, huh? That's really interesting. I heard a very modern sound, um, in terms of like what this record sounds like. Um, and we'll, we'll dig that all up. But I'm glad that you're referencing and pulling that because I, I also felt like there is some kind of like this is identifiably not a band from the United States. You know what I mean? Which is which is interesting. And it's kind of like how do you put something that's not from a place where you are familiar with a bunch of the music, right? Yeah. So um, because it also doesn't feel particularly like a UK band or, you know what I mean? Like it certainly isn't French pop, something that I've been right. kind of digging around in recently. That's a fun one. It's a really fun one. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm glad you, you enjoyed it and have a little bit more familiarity. Pete, I have some questions for you kind of upfront, broad scale, and maybe you can help. And I think this might set the table well for our conversation about this record. Let's go. Is this indie pop or is this pop indie? <laughs> um, and, and if I say those things as different ideas, indie pop or pop indie, do you think those can be different things? I think they can. Yeah. Because I think indie can be really difficult music. Um, if it's not as pop and more indie, mm -hmm. um, you know, Guided by Voices, I would say, have pop elements. Yeah. Like super catchy songs and hooks all over the place, but they're more of an indie band than they are a pop band. And I wouldn't even throw indie pop on them. I'd just say indie, right? I think like, certain songs you could say indie pop, but, okay, but yeah, okay. overall I agree with you. But I think okay. I think the bets are more pop than they are indie. And that's where so I was finding indie, myself. Yeah. I was finding myself there, but I also felt... <clears throat> that's kind of where I was saying this feels in a very modern kind of like uh, of the time feeling of the and I say that in a kind of like this sound um, it has roots and you can find it and you made some references I'm unfamiliar with so I, I hope we kind of touch on that you can highlight some of those elements but to me, I'm feeling stuff like that early mid aughts, stuff like Tegan and Sarah. I hear, mm -hmm. I hear stuff like uh, churches. I hear stuff like always, always, you know. Yeah. Um, 
things that I'm a little familiar with. I'm like, oh, okay. But then I hear other elements that could have predated this um, that are p- parallels. But I'm like, I don't even know if this is referencing that or if it's referencing stuff that is kind of pulling from that. Uh, so, for example, something like the cardigans. Um, is, sure. Is, I hear certain elements of that. But but as a template, this feels like a really modern template. So I go, well, it's a modern indie thing, but it's it's modern pop indie, where I think the worlds of indie rock and pop, especially when it comes to guitar-based pop music, you're either in this totally other world where you're trying literally just to play stadiums at this point, you know, like, like 21 pilots or whatever, you know, like, I don't know, like imagine dragons. Yeah. You know, but I bet you there's some, there's some weird fringe people who would like, well, no, you know, you really got to listen to the first Imagine Dragons record. But <laughs> I want to meet that person. I saw Twenty One Pilots live, by the way. Just, how was that? It was, uh, it was very interesting. It was my friend's band was opening, so I went okay. to see them in my favorite city of all time, Atlantic City. Yeah, that is literally your favorite city of all time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yo, here's my thing: is that this isn't said with any. Um, derivation i'm not trying to to dismiss this idea of what indie pop is or what pop indie is but this does feel a little more pop than indie yeah but those two things are intermixed and that kind of indie rock kind of uh, from the garage like this isn't garage rock i would never slide that on there no but you can tell these folks are versed in underground guitar music for sure and pull in from those elements and it's it's it makes it a fun palette for a record that is really clean. Like this, yeah. one of the things I, I noted on a very high level, there's any number of songs on this record that could easily be like, this is cinematic. This could be in film. This could be in TV. You know, there's like, oh, this is the dramatic scene where, uh, you know, they're running through the park and, you know, the one misses the other and then they see them from across. the. You know, like there's all these things that you could, apply oh, these sure, songs yeah. to. Yeah. So um so I found it interesting in that way. And then on top of all that, it made me think about like <clears throat> what what is indie rock in a placement after the kind of influx, influence, and push in from electronics sampling and the like closeness and parallels to a dance or electronic scene. Mm-hmm. This is clearly a rock band. Yeah. But you can feel those elements again in the DNA. Yeah. And I really kind of wonder about that as we continue forward and how those elements translate and how things evolve sonically. Yeah, it definitely feels contemporary. And I mean, like you mentioned churches, for example, like, like, the only like I, I, I hear the resemblance only because of its like pop appeal. Yes. Um, but very different bands, but it's like, I could see the same person being a fan of both bands without flinching. Right. Like it's not, they're not worlds apart by any means. Well, Um, that is the, that is the piece where I say that is that like, I hear these pop elements where I'm like, and I note this on the song knees deep, which is the second track, but on hearing that I'm like, one of the comments I made was this, 
the bats could easily tour with the biggest indie band or like indie adjacent or major or fucking Weezer um, or on open on dance pop tours. And I'm not yeah. talking churches. I'm talking Halsey. Oh, yeah. You know, this band could go out with just about anyone. And that's what makes this kind of fascinating. Yeah, it's really cool. So, um, I mean, I think we've we've talked a lot. You mentioned just guitar rock in general. We talked through some of the newer bands and stuff, but like guitar rock now, and I feel like we come back to this every time we talk about a new record. But it's really bit. it's hard to do well now because I feel like it's it's the territory is you know well worn. Um, there's been a lot done. It's really hard to do anything new. But and I feel agree fresh with you. and bold, yeah, and yeah. feel fresh and energetic, um, you know, and not just like hearkening back to some like trying to do some sort of like homage to something that's already been done. But I feel like overall, this band, there's like there is this energy to it that I totally agree with you. They could open for like a legacy rock band like Weezer, or yep. they could open for I don't know, like any any sort of newer pop project i mean halsey yeah. is a good example 21 oh, I mean, pilots no, this band could go on whatever it doesn't matter styles you <laughs> yeah, know what i mean yeah, like, like, it, like it literally works. they could play with anything but but that's because the pop appeal is like so well done here like yes. the hooks are there and that at, at a certain point that's all that matters right um mm-hmm. so yeah and but but i and i i, I co-sign literally all of that there's still this interesting marriage to it being a familiar enough vocal styling, musical styling that I feel weird removing this, the indie from that title. You could easily just say this is a pop band, but I don't, I feel that's disingenuous because I think there's, there's something in this music where it is, it is a clean, well-produced there was no I, I the budget on this was probably you know I'm not gonna count pockets. This sounds like it could have been a very expensive record. Sure, maybe it's not, but it's not like some lo-fi art project. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the things I go to early on in my breakdown. I'm like, this is kind of like like I it's not fair to call this stripped down. It's simple, clean, textured like multiple levels of simple and clean sounds. Yeah. And I mean, even and, into the vocal stuff, it's and, simple and it's clean, but the hooks are there and the riffs are there. It all kind of works well. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's dissonance there and there's like, you know, yes. noisy guitar stuff, but it's not the way that Sonic youth were doing in their early records where it's just like, Hey, let's tape together this, you know, shaker to the guitar neck and <laughs> like whatever we're doing here. Like it was really like produced noise, yeah. right? So it's there's a difference there, but right, and but there's, I, there's, I, I there's inten- intentionality to so much of these sounds. You know, yeah. you feel that, yeah. And just the it's funny, like trying to pick apart the indiness. Like, like I hear the dissonance, I hear the kind of twee parts, I hear the I I also just the aesthetic of it is just it comes from more from the indie world than it does like the big rock world or like guitar rock world in general. So like. Yeah, the indie pieces are there, but it's funny to tease those out because you could make the argument that like there's not all that much indie here. 
no. if you want it to. Uh, you, you, oh, I mean, and that's the part that I think is fun. I think that's that's the fun part because <sighs> where do you draw the lines? Yeah. You know. Um, and ultimately, who cares? But it's ultimately, fun. who cares? But that's why we do this. And that's <laughs> yeah. why we talk about snacks and songs and tracks and track <laughs> by track. Pete, do you want to do track by track? Let's go. This is the title track off our new LP, Expert in a Dying Field. <laughs> the song is also called Expert in a Dying Field. Title track being track one, Modern Device. Yeah. So this is a streaming era thing where the, I believe it's also the first single. Yep. Um, first, uh, maybe second single, but first single. Um, it's Fun a, music video too. Uh, yes. And you want to get the most streams on this to get people pulled in. All that stuff I said, you feel right away. Um, <clears throat> it's clean and simple but in this very accessible poppy way um i said the the vocal melodies are fun if not they are pretty predictable but they just kind of envelop you you know and mm-hmm. they pull you in um and i i even noted here this is a new zealand band and you can hear that in the vocals and it's charming yep. so i i always i enjoy that um i, I enjoy that they didn't try to like wash that out um overall a really good song and kind of has this bright vibrant feeling to it that makes it an odd song to talk about here in october but hey like i said we still have this warm sun roll the windows down and this is a good song for it for sure yeah i actually i did that thing where you type the bets into google and just saw like what came up the one of the first things is are the bets australian so yeah, I mean, I thought that was funny. That's uh, what sure people is. are looking for. But um, so I didn't know anything about this record. You recommended it. I mm-hmm. never heard it. I didn't know anything about it. I turned it on. I was pleasantly surprised because I like this genre. I like this vibe. Um, and I like this song a lot. Um, it's, it is a modern device, you know, the title track on the first, on the, on the record. Um is the first song, but I think it's a really strong song. I think it's one of my favorites on the record by far. Actually, I agree. I agree. Um, I think it's super strong. Yeah. Um, I love the vibe. I love her voice. Um, I really like how the, like it is predictable songwriting, but it's also, and this is the part that I hear when I talked about flying nun records and all that stuff. Like that's, you know, uh, like indie pop, those are indie pop bands. Yeah. 
But I think what sets them and that whole scene apart from a lot of the American indie rock is it's it's less dissonant and it's more like intricate songwriting. Well, they'll they'll they'll, they'll take these interesting kind of twists and turns that you normally wouldn't take, and they might not even feel that impactful like when you're listening to it the first time because it has such a pop sensibility. But the more you listen to it, you're more the more you're like this is actually like really layered and really difficult to do. Right. Um, and I feel like this band does that really well where like the harmonies are great. Um, the, you know, at parts like the guitars drop out, but it's such a, such a subtle dropout. You don't even really think about it until like the second or third time you're hearing it. That's right. Um, I don't know. It's there's, there's, there's a lot of dynamics here that, that are really, there's a lot of dynamic here. That's really like understated. And I think that that's what this band is doing really well. Like they're super competent at writing these songs and writing these harmonies and all that. Um, and I also just really like that kind of metaphor of like falling out of love with someone is kind of like being an expert in a dying field. Like, I think that's just a great, um, way to kind of think about a breakup. So I, I kind of liked everything about this song when I, I thought, turned it on. So, yeah, I thought lyrically it was hit this really neat tone. Um, in a clever concept, you know what I mean? <laughs> How does it feel to be an expert in a dying field when you're kind of memorializing or going backwards through a dead relationship, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and it is, it's kind of resonant to anybody who's had a, especially a long-term relationship that, uh, that turns left instead of right. I, um, I agree. I, you summed up the song really well. I, I, if it, if it's not my favorite song on the record, it's very close. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go too hard, but I really, the, the, I think it was like the third time I was listening through on this. I was like, man, these guys for being, I mean, six to eight years in is or eight years in, I guess is not so. nothing. Right. No. That's a long time, but like they're, this is like expert level craftsmanship of the pop song. I think. In this for for this for this particular kind of pop song, yes, no question. I think um, I think it's this song is a great example of that. I think this is a borderline perfect song for this style. My only complaint, and this is going to be kind of uh, recurring, but it's also one of the recurring themes of In Search of Tracks Pod. Sometimes they draw the songs out too long. This mm-hmm. one, I don't feel that. I feel like it it hits it. Maybe you could trim it a little bit, but I I think this one they hit all the right notes. And four minutes for a song, you got to be doing something right to keep my attention. So true. Good, good on them. Yeah. All right. Uh, n- next track, knees deep. So this one's a little faster pace. Uh, mm-hmm. The guitars are a little more subdued. There's a lot of cool, tasteful drum effects here. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I I listened to this in a few different kind of circumstances. So one, I was driving down the road with the windows down, Hell as yeah. you were talking about. Recommended. And then I did the headphones listen. Also recommended with this record. Yeah. And the headphones listen really got me on this one. I, I didn't love this song at first, but the headphones listen really got me. Um, 
I feel like she, like her range is not huge, but she does a lot with it. Um, and I think that really shows in this song. Um, the beginning of it also, do you remember the band, the postal service? I do like the death cab for cutie, like side project. Yep. The, the beginning of this sounded like the postal service to me, which I haven't, Interesting. I haven't even a while, thought uh, about like the postal service in a long, long time. Um, and I wasn't even a fan. They were just like, so present at that point, but overall I ended up really, really liking the song. I think it's a strong second song. And, um, actually the, they have a bunch of music videos and the music video for this one was particularly fun. So what'd you think? Cosine it's, uh, it, this song grows when you listen to it more cause there's a lot going on underneath. Um, uh, musically it's it's really solid and it plays it feels big room it feels to a, like it plays to a large audience um, yeah it's a it touches on dancey but stays rocking you know um i think that kind of is where you feel it um i think it has a very it's this very tried and true v- uh indie vocalist styling mm-hmm and cadence on this song and that pulls me in um and i like it and this is the song that really made me go wait is this indie pop or pop indie it's a pop song you know um up front it feels like there might be some programming on that sound so well, that's the thing i mean to your point about the production like like it's so the band is so tight that at a certain point it could just be like programmed right you know, That's, and and it's almost like, is that the sound that they're going for? And I feel like maybe it is, maybe it's not. Maybe they're just a super tight band, but like they know the production value is going to matter with like pop songs like this. Yes, hundred percent. So, um, it really this was the one of the ones where I was like, man, this this could go to any crowd and and appeal. You know, um, so so yeah, this is to me like the. The first two songs in, you're like, oh, yeah, th- throw this on the Harry Styles tour. You know what I mean? This is where it goes. <laughs> um, next track is where it changes a little bit. Um, yeah. Silence is Golden. Um, I like this one a lot. And this me one too. really struck me when I was listening to it because I, I guess I didn't expect them to get this fast or like, I don't know. There's like this kinetic energy on this one that really isn't on the rest of the record. I think this, this song is kind of singular on the record. So, Um, so, (laughs) yes. And well, you know what? The second half of this record, there's a little bit more going on so we can, but I do think this is somewhat singular. This was a slightly more aggressive space. If only for like a reprieve for just a breather Mm -hmm. between the two of us, uh, calling this aggressive is, is, uh, not, not, but I said, um, it's far from aggressive by our standards, but this is Megadeth to some of the people who could be catching this record. You know what oh, I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. This is, whoa. Um, I actually think, and, and I was taken with the vocals because I kept trying to pinpoint what I was hearing. But this song, you hear a lot of different versions of their vocals. Angular here, and it's... Um, that style of vocals that are squeezing into jeans that are too tight. So, <laughs> uh, where there's just a lot of words and you're trying to get them into this little space yeah. without being Mr. Micro Machine. Um, and it creates a really fun texture. I really like this song. 
And it gave me hope for this record in a way that was different than what I went into it. Where it's like, oh, this is just going to be like light pop summertime sunshine songs. Yeah. And it's not that. You know, it's got a lot of that here, but this song kind of changes it up a bit. Yeah. And I like that switch. Um, like three songs in, this is the per- perfect place to be like, hey, we actually we can do a lot more than just these great indie pop songs. We're yes. going to do something a little more in your face. Um, it's but it's fast. It's concise, which I, I agree with you. A lot of these songs tend to go a little long. This one is a perfect length, I think, for it. Um, I really like the chorus, like that kind of repeating vocal on it. Yes. Um, and yeah, the vocals are really fast and squeezed in, but it's, it's so kind of, it's so perfectly done. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously it's all intentionally done that way, but it's, it sounds great. I think this is a great song. Um, and it's also, it's another one too, that like, I think they're a band that's really good at kind of having the lyrics well actually let me rephrase some of these songs i think the singer i forget her name but i read this quote from her it's like what do you guys sound like she's like it's sweetly sung melodies and super depressing lyrics which (laughs) i think is i think is really funny because like expert in a dying field is a perfect example of that where it's it's like really it's a sad sad song but it's it's this perfect pop song Yep. to kind of express it. Whereas this song is different in the way that it's a song about anxiety, but the song feels really anxious and like it has this anxious energy to it. Um, and well, I kind of like when the lyrics kind of match the feel of the song. So this, it's cool in that it's, way. It's that meta feeling that you want where there's kind of this thoughtful nature to it. It's like, well, I kind of have this idea for a song about being anxious or man, this song feels kind of anxious <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, um, you get the perfect marriage of content and form. And yep. it's really, it's a great thing. So uh, big kudos on this track. Um, your Side, the next song. This is like another kind of mid-tempo melodic tune. They kind of bring it down a notch. Um, it works well in juxtaposition to Silence is Golden. Um, it just shows that they have like another side to the band and that they can do different types of sounds equally well. That being said, like I like this song. I don't love this song. I think the the beginning of this record is so strong that I, I felt myself being like, oh, like there's whatever, eight more songs on this. Um, and I, I liked the beginning of it so much that this song made me a little nervous for how things were going to go. Um, 
it's fine. I don't love it. What did you think? So, so this it feels like a it feels kind of like a mid album Amy Mann song. Yeah. Um, kind of like so it has nineties energy. This song. yeah, it's a solid and catchy song. It feels a little bit more British than some of the other tracks. There's just a touch of jangle in the guitar sound. Um, this was the song that made me kind of pay more attention to the drums because to this point, the drums are just like they're steady as a rock, but they're also just giving us the backbone. They're just giving us the backbone mm-hmm. and not too much more. So it's something I was kind of becoming aware of. I'm like, oh, are they kind of hiding the drums? Not, not for competency, but just a hey, we want to focus. We're putting vocals and guitar up front, which is a pop thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of becoming aware of that and and I think the song hangs on a little long. It's um it's four forty one. Uh you start to feel this record is forty four minutes long. And to me I'm like, this song I'm not in love with it. It's there's nothing offensive at all, but it's a little long. So Yeah, I feel that. Uh next song, I want to listen. Um, I like this one. Okay. Particularly just because it feels like they're again, trying something a little new. I do feel like they, they try to stretch themselves out on this record. Um, which I applaud the effort because, you know, sometimes that's going to work and sometimes it's not going to work. Um, this one, like, I don't mind it. I think it's a good song. It's, it's like a cute kind of vaguely psychedelic, like effortless little song. It Mm feels, it feels like, it feels like, like rubber soul era Beatles to me on 45 RPM. I'm glad you said that because I I said that uh, this is a little more sunny day than even than it was before, but the lyrics are sticky and it's a bit of a technicolor dreamy song. Yeah. So I think we're kind of in the same place. It's a fun song. It kind of breezes right by. It's about two minutes long. So I was like, okay, cool. It's like, it's almost like a ditty. It just goes right by. Right. And it's like, I actually use that word ditty in my, little notes that I had here. That's so funny. Syndrome um, mysticism. Yeah. But, uh, but it's like, I noticed on, on, on repeated listens, this song is kind of less sing along. Like the, it doesn't have that big chorus that a lot of these songs have. It doesn't have that big pop appeal. And I think that one of my favorite things about this band is that big pop appeal. So maybe that's why it didn't hit me as much, but yeah, it's a cool song overall. Yeah. It, it, and, and I want to give them credit because um, and we're starting to get to the section of the record where I, I think you see it more as we go towards the end. They're ambitious. They're willing yeah. to try out different sounds. And what they do on the first two songs, they're so good at. They could have written a 10-song record that is just that and been just fine. Yeah. But it seems like they wanted to do some different stuff, which I appreciate. Um, For sure. And this song, uh, I think, is one of them. Uh, Heads, Head in the Clouds. Next track. So this is the high energy sing along. They're yes. kind of back to that vibe. I love the chorus. I love the energy on this. It's definitely one of the catchier songs on the album. And I think as a result, it's one of my favorite songs of the album. Mm. I love the harmony. I love the guitar lead. It's this is a great song. I uh this is one of the ones that I was like, this is cinematic in scope and like feel. Yeah. Um, it really has moments, but it's also one of the biggest change-ups to the record. Mm. You were right about the sing-along. It's so ambitious, the way it works. Um, I'm not sure it lands 100% on me, 
Okay. But it's really close. And I'm in on the track overall. Like I think on repeated listens, it was starting to grow on me in this weird way because it was so different. Like if you listen to Expert in a Dying Field and then Knees Deep and then Head in the Clouds, you're like, wait, what's is this a is it's the same band, obviously, but what what did they decide to do here? Right. Um, but I like it. And to kind of throw a little callback to the song Your Side, where I was like, oh, I was paying attention to the drummers. This is a song where I call it Drummers Unleashed. <laughs> we, we talk about some of these things that you hear on record sometimes. This is a trope that happens where it's like, hey, we're going to unleash the drummer. They get to do what they want on this one. Right. And I think it shows. I really like that. It's also the biggest shifts in tempo and arrangement in a song. Um, at least to this point, and I think it's the one that achieves it the best. So, uh, especially because about three quarters of the way through the record, you get this really big shift in the way the song is, and then they pull it back and tie in the new segment to the old segment in this really neat way. So, uh, I dig the song. Yeah, I'm with that. Next song, best left. Okay, so to me, here, they're kind of going for some other stuff. Um, yeah. There's this odd back and forth call and response. Still have that big room feel, but almost almost in the way that like synth or dance music has it vibe-wise, but it's a rock song, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's odd. It's a little bit jarring at first when i'm listening to it it's so different energy but i I like it and i i especially like how it's kind of daring in the flow of the record at this point Mm -hmm. so um is it my favorite song on here no is it better than either the first two songs no but it's cool and interesting and kind of gives you an idea like they're not too concerned with being pigeonholed to one sound yeah I actually, I, I co-sign all of that, except I, I feel stronger about this song. This is actually one of the top three songs for me. Okay, hell um, yeah. I just, I feel like all those changes make it interesting, I, but it's it still has that pop appeal. It's super catchy. Um, I like the pace of it. Um, I don't know. I don't have much to say other than I just think this is a great song. And I think that it kind of re-energizes you at this point in the album listen. Well, and, and we are we are album listeners with this show. Yeah. This is track seven of a 44-minute-long record. <clears throat> that matters. Being able to throw in some curveballs, really cool. Um, yeah. And I think that's important. And I think they hit that with this record. I think um, it is it keeps your attention even when it's not necessarily – you know, something that uh, that is 
like, oh, this is what I expected or this wasn't what I expected. They're they're trying for different things. And that's one of the reasons I say like there's a I feel like it's unfair to call this a pop record strictly, you know, because they do try out different stuff. Yeah. All right. Next track, Change in the Weather. Um, so this is another great song, I think. I mean, this is it's funny, like you said before, kind of the dance element of it. Yeah. Like this song to me is kind of what you were describing mm-hmm. somewhat where to me, it's like this shows that they're secret song craft masters. Like there's so oh, many, yes. there's, ah, I like there's, that. It's like, there's so many minor changes here that feel so effortless, but like in, in actuality that requires like such precision. Um, the chorus is a total earworm. There's a really nice yes. bridge. I just yes. think it's, it's a great song. So yeah. Um, um, they keep the energy going with this one. I, I you you honed in on some exact moments on the song that I did. Um, this is a headphones listen track for sure. There's these yeah. slightly jazzy undertones on what's just like a very solid modern indie track. Um, and what I came to is like, okay, on album listens, some of these songs start to feel kind of like, oh, one note, or if you're just listening to it while you're driving. But they actually have a lot going on. Yeah. And um, and then what pulls songs out like this, even just on a casual listen, are those standout spots. So, <laughs> excuse me, this song has a couple. Uh, the the lyrical pull of "But I barely believe in it" and I'm staring straight at it part mm. was super memorable. So I really like this song. And as we were hitting the back end of the record, I was like, "Wow, what is this energy that I'm feeling?" Because maybe I like the back end of the record, despite the fact I'm acknowledging the first two songs are the best songs here. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a different kind of engagement. When you know, you know. So this is a nice song. You mentioned Amy Mann before. Like this one feels very 90s kind of alt to me in that respect. It's like the Amy Mann, Sheryl Crow, but even like the more it's like, Taylor Swift is like the more modern version oh, of that. Oh, sure. Yep. yep. Know, there's like, definitely some pop stuff there. Yeah. Um, um, there's this kind of more rhythmic energy to this song than most, especially, um, as I mentioned, uh, the the primary vocalist, Elizabeth Stokes, I believe, mm. um, gives us a lot of different looks on this record. This one is kind of more of a pitter-pat to the beat vocal style that gives this kind of like cool interesting cadence variety um, which is not a given in indie pop a lot of times in indie pop you get one note singers who are really good at that one note yeah but but what they're able to do here what she's able to do here is really show some diversity and i i i appreciate it and that on face value this is sort of a sparse song mm-hmm. but i really like it i i like the descending ease of it um there's there's a space where you could say this is a vocal vehicle, but I don't think that's true. I think it's just this really nice pairing of the vocals um, that kind of on beat. Um, this would be very high on my songs on this list, uh, on this record rather. It goes on just a bit long. It's about four mm-hmm. minutes long. And if you cut this down a bit, I think it's really tight, but I, I like it overall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Not making my top list, but sure. but it's cool. A passing passing rain. I came like I was built to break. 
this one I don't feel as warmly towards. It's not one of my favorites on the record. I like the quieter kind of verse part on it. Um, but the more fuzzed out kind of bridge and chorus yep. part, it, does, it just doesn't stick with me very much. Yep. It feels like garden variety, like modern indie alt rock, which like I feel like they actually do a very good job, as we talked about, of kind of like like creating their own lane in a way, like taking from a lot of different elements and 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 making something that's recognizable and fun. This one, like it feels, I don't know, it just doesn't feel. I don't feel as warmly towards it as I do other songs. What did, what did you think? Uh, yeah, the deli- so it's it's like a delicate song with these rocking segments thrown in. The more rocking part was fine, kind of works, but uh, not much to say on this one. It was it's a fine song. It felt not as in, not not incomplete. I don't think that's fair to say, but it felt um, less evolved than a lot of the other tracks on this record. Yeah. I told you that I was afraid. Next song, big chorus. Um, before I knew what the singles were, I, I said, oh, this feels kind of like third or fourth single energy. Like this big booming song, if the other singles pop. Yeah. You throw this one out there to try to grab the big room on the fourth single. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I don't love it. I, I like the guitar solo. It feels oddly dinosaur junior to me. Yeah. Is it's like <laughs> dude, a funny twist rips on this record. Sometimes if he wants yeah. to. Yeah. And and they go fuzzed out in a very intentional way. But it works and uh cool song. Not again, not my tops, but I felt like it was a solid song as we got to the very end of this record. Yeah, actually I like the song a lot. It's like but I, I feel you on the fourth single energy. It's like this super catchy, but also really understated chorus. Yep. Um, it's high energy. It, it does kind of bring me back after like a slight lull that I think this record has. Um, but yeah, I like it. Good song. The closer. The closer. Closer. A.M. This feels like a big change of pace. It feels like an intentional closer. It's an intentionally quiet closer. Um, there's a lot of interesting percussion on it that I like. Yeah. Um, and there's a build that I like. But it doesn't hit me that hard. It's like a nice closer, but it doesn't hit me that hard. What would you think? So I, the first time I listened to this record, I didn't notice this song. Okay. The second time I listened to this record, 
I barely noticed this song. And the third time I listened <laughs> to this record, I had to check that my volume was at the right level. It was headphones. <laughs> and I was like, I, I had to make sure I didn't out, like accidentally turn it down. Everything felt lower in the mix. Yeah. It's this airy, light, super chiller for the clothes. And to, to be really honest, it doesn't feel like it fits. Let me be generous and say maybe it's hinting at an energy they are curious about, they're toying with. You know, it feels very much like, man, Russian circles isn't the right reference. It's it's that kind of uh, magnetic fields, maybe. I don't know. Mm, that like I can see that. Airy, open fields kind of vibe that, it's okay, but when you have such pop accessibility and like these songs that are like boppy to close on this note is, is it's a it's a turn. It's not the yeah. end of the day like worst thing that happens, but it's it's interesting. I did ask, does this song ever get played in a live setting? I don't know. I mean I've seen it. I've seen indie pop, indie bands kind of play with different sounds live. So I could see them. This seems like a band that's willing to kind of stretch themselves out. Right. So like I could see them trying to do this, but maybe it's like middle of the set rather than a closer. Right. Like you do the big pop song as the closer, but I don't know. It's not, it's certainly not the strongest song on the record, but again, I appreciate the effort with them, like just trying new things. For sure. For sure. So, yo, the Beths, expert in a dying field. I cool record. It. Yeah, cool record. Excited we did it. I think um, this is on some labels, but I think it's a rough trade release in the U.S. at the very least. So, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, rough trade, car park, um, yes. Ivy League, a few yes. labels it seems are associated. So, hell yeah. Um, let's get into the ratings, Pete. Let's do it. Holistic quality, is this good out of 20? So I, having had no prior knowledge of this band, I feel really warmly towards them. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of potential here. And I'm very, actually very curious to go back in time and listen to their other records. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a 15. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I, I'm giving it a 14. I really liked it. Um, I might... I might even recommend Future Me Hates Current Me or whatever it is um, <laughs> uh, because I think that's a really fun record. And I actually re-listened to a bunch of it and, and really enjoyed it. Um, I gave it a 14. Similar reasons. I, I think this is one of those questions. When we do this holistic quality, one of the things I always think about is if someone I'm friends with, etc., said to me, hey, Bob, is this good? How enthusiastic is your answer? What is your answer? You know? Right. And I'm like, I'd be like, yeah, this is a good record. Definitely check it out, you know? So Yeah. Um, okay, next one, highs. How good are the best parts of this record? I could go pretty high on this, um, but I ended up with an eight. I feel like it it, it gets really high. Um, I go seven. Same, okay. same thing. I'm, I'm right there. Okay. Oh, you're mad because you like to come in lower than me. <laughs> no, no, no. I just like, I like there's, there's, there were moments where I was listening to this, especially I think expert and dying field, the song, and then one or two others that I was like, man, this is like, this could be a 10 of the highs. Like there are just those moments on this record, but it didn't hit me every time. So I'm, I'm settling on an eight. Hell yeah. 
And the lows? Doesn't get very low for me. I'm going to give it a five. Damn, I was at a four. Similar reasons. I think, um, man, let me think about this. The lowest part for me, this was passing rain. And you know what? The length, the length left me a little bit on here. Yeah, yeah. Some of that pulled it. So some of the songs I thought were really good still drag. Uh, Not drag, but pull it out. Um, Competency peer review out of 10. So I thought about this, Pete, in this way of like, one, how good are they? Just purely on the music. Two, compared to their (coughs) other records. And three, compared to this indie pop world, as far and as deep as I'm aware of it, I yeah. give this an eight. I think they're really good. I landed in the same place. And when I thought about it, I was just thinking of like a few years ago at the tail end of living in Brooklyn, where I was playing in like a more or less indie band and all of the indie bands that we played with and like the caliber of them. Yeah. I was like, this band is like top tier for this sort of sound. Um, so I gave it an eight too. Hell yeah. Uh, drag factor. Does this record drag? To me, doesn't drag much other than some of the songs in the length. And to be really honest, the fact the closer didn't hit me uh, at all. Mm-hmm. It's a fine song, but it just, it just feels tacked on. It's a seven, which is a pretty good rating. Yeah, I felt more or less the same way. My only complaint is the song lengths. Sometimes um, I gave it a six. Similar reasons. Flow out of ten. How well did the record move, both in songs and then from song to song? I mean, overall, it flows pretty well. I think that it doesn't feel. It feels intentional, but a lot of the time, some of these songs, I don't know if it would have mattered had they been switched up. Um, I gave it a six. Ultimately, you gave it a five. Um, I think it flows well, but at times I'm also like, oh, some of the diversity doesn't lend itself in going from a track to track to track flow. Yeah. Um, the songs themselves are master course level, like really flow well, but but it feels more like a pop record in that way, where it could just be singles. Right. Exactly. Um. The aesthetic, the overall look, feel of this record, um, to me, really cool. Not necessarily reinventing the wheel, but I like it. I I think it, and and something that we talk about when it comes to like uh, content, lyrical content, to the so- way the song feels. I also think about that and the way the record sounds, the way the record looks, it lines up nicely here. Um, it's a seven out of ten for me. Yeah, I. I think that the aesthetic is, it feels a little bit predictable. Um, for sure. To your point. I also like looking back on their other records, it seems like they kind of had this aesthetic going, at least in like the color scheme that they were using yep. and the design of it that I liked. I like, I like consistency. So mm-hmm. I kind of wish they stuck with it because this is a little bit of a, of a turn. Yeah. And I can't say I love the cover. Ooh, uh oh. Like I, I I just I feel like I'm missing something because like the video the music video for Expert in Dying Field kind of hinted at all of these different like like dying fields. It's like kind of on the yeah. nose, but I thought it was cute. Like, is the cover hinting at a thing that I'm just completely missing because I'm dumb? Like I'm not sure, but <laughs> I, just, I just it just doesn't hit me that much. Like if I if I saw it in a record store, I don't know that I'd pick it up and be curious. 
Um, but I also love a lot of albums with shitty album covers, so that I can't judge it on that entirely. So here's I'm, my question. I end up with a six. Okay, do you think it doesn't line up? Like I think that um I think that uh Future Me Hates and this record are closer. Are closer than Jump Rope Gazer to either. Jump Rope Gazer feels like um very night like this could be a sponge record oh totally you know I mean? yeah like, like that 95 96 97 alternative look which is yeah. cool i really like it but it doesn't like whereas uh it feels really out of place in 2020 yeah expert <clears throat> in the dying field feels like it's kind of got its back on track i, also I feel think, that i also think if you own all three records there's some color scheme similarities so I, I kind of like that too. Yeah, the colors are there. I just I feel like the colors. I, maybe I'm just I'm looking on Discogs. The colors seem closer on the first two. But I yeah. get you. I get you. Okay. Um, what else? Yeah. What else is right? <laughs> impact. This is where we get art class with Bob and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> um, impact and influence out of ten. Look, this one you can't. This is really tough. It's a brand new record. I gave it a six because I think it's really good. Will this be impactful? Will this influence other records? There's a part of me that goes, yeah, I totally could. It's so competent, high level, which you see reflected in the other rating. But I can't, I can't say, oh, this is a ten. It's already like the biggest right. I don't know. So yeah. six. I I ended up at a six too, and I think there's there's so much life left to this band. Um, mm-hmm. I hope and I think, and there's so much potential that um, I want to give the next record like an eight, you know. But right. we'll see. Um, and then the final component, the intangible, et cetera, the things you can't totally put something to, but the feelings you have with this record, uh, Pete, I go six. It's a really good record. Like you said, I feel warmly towards it. I enjoy it. I will listen again. It hints at things that I go, wow, this band could write a record. I absolutely love. Yep. But they're not, it's not this one, but it's very good. And I think it's really, really good. And it might be a grower. You know, we've done a few records in recent memory that have really grown on me. So I'm excited to, to, to sit with this one even more. Yeah, this, I ended up at a seven. Um, I feel super warm towards it. It's just like maybe as a sign of my age, but sometimes I just want things that are sometimes, sometimes I want things that are super difficult to listen to. But sometimes I just want things that are super easy to listen to, but that also make me think about like the song craft and the lyrics and, and all of that. But it's like it's easy on the ears. And I feel like this record like hit that spot really well, especially maybe it's the time of year too. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the the windows down vibe. Yeah, this is um, windows down music, whether it's summer, fall, maybe you could even get some spring like <sighs> winter's going to be tough. This might need to be a vacation winter record. You know, or, yeah. or like like when it is the bone chill of January and you need to put on some bright lights and uh, pretend you're on a tropical vacation, even though you're on your uh, sad work from home in a snowstorm situation, uh, maybe throw on the Beths, expert in a dying field. A hundred percent. I also just like, I think all the grunge episodes we've done really made me think about like what was going on in that period of time yeah. like grunge is like such a dark it's like the 90s were actually like it seems like people were overall kind of happy with things yeah but the music was so dark <laughs> yes <laughs> and and this is like 
like the lyrics are are like sad and melancholy, but the music is so positive. And it, it kind of just made me think like that's kind of like modern life right now in 2022 is like everybody's just kind of sad about the way that things are going, but state they're of, trying to be happy about it. You yeah, know? like <laughs> like your day to day might be great, but the state of the world address is pretty negative. Yeah, like, you're just kind of feeling dragged down by like the weightiness of everything. Yeah, yeah. Politics across the world, bummers. Yeah. Everything <laughs> the world is melting and it's gonna be bad and yeah. everything's exploding. Yeah, I don't know, but I Yeah, but did. then you're you're sitting on the Jersey Shore and you're like, it's not, it's all right. I we can go to Great Adventure tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's all yeah. right. Um, yeah. Yo, uh, overall. So I just felt it. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. Overall, I came in at a 64, which I feel is pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I'm at a 67. Beautiful. Uh, very cool record. Pete, will you be adding this to your personal collection? Thank you for introducing me to it, Bob. Um, I, I might. I think I will. I think I will too, actually. I think I'm going to buy this record, especially it's new. We can get some cool version in five years when uh, they're uh, undeniably the biggest indie pop band in the world. We can be like, yo, check us out. We were there for LP3. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yo, thank you, everybody who's listening. You can follow us on socials, Instagram and Twitter. Where, Pete? At TraxPod. And the wonderful, excellent... We promise to be doing a mailbag soon. Emails that you send. By the way, we've gotten some really good ones recently. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can send us emails to trackspod at gmail.com. And finally, we don't do this all the time because we don't want to beat you over the head with it. One, uh, help us spread the gospel by, one, telling a weird friend, two, giving us five-star reviews on whatever podcast store you use, and three, uh, you know, uh, post about it, share it. That That's always nice. We, we really appreciate that. Love the shares. Five stars only. Five stars only. Everybody, sneak a treat, eat a snack, and listen to the best. Goodbye. <laughs>